Oh God! Hi, Hi. welcome to Inspirational Crits, <laughs> the game of D and D where I make my players curse or cry by rolling dice. I got one quick announcement before we get into it for people that you know actually watch us. Uh, we are going to be going to a somewhat bi-weekly schedule because. As everybody is well aware of, September is upon us, and we all know what that means. It means that spooky season is upon us, which <gasps> also means that Ren Fair season is upon us. And beer season. Yeah, exactly. So the weekends are getting to be a little tough. Certain members of our troop are having conflicts at work, so we will not be playing Monster of the Week on the weekends anymore we are going to be going to a alternating schedule depending on which one of us me or geek is ready to run or feels like running that said monday that's not going to be a forever thing it's just going to be a until things slow down in personal lives yes because there are so many things coming up these next two months that we all want to do so, so... Many so things. Many. <laughs> and um, also so many things at work that are gonna be happening soon. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. So and for those of us who are so oriented, football season is upon us. So mm -hmm. but we will be possibly playing a spooky horror themed like one slash three shot that I've been wanting to run for a group for a while now. Uh so we can look forward to that. Other than that, I think we can just go ahead and hop right in to what happened the last time that On we played. On the last episode of Dragon Ball Z. Every time. Every time. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same otherwise. Right. Well, so last time that we played, our party met up with Charlie, Cassius, and Karma at the Queen's Ransom, where Cassius revealed that Julia was actually safe and sound with his two daughters. Katarina and Kalia. The latter of which Julia seemed rather close with. Yarkris faced mm. a tough choice when confronted with his past owner tied to a chair, and Celea was reunited with her supposed assassinated father when Cassius <laughs> when Cassius destroyed the mirror of life trapping. Charlie and Victor had a heart-to-heart -heart conversation about the dark path Charlie is scared that their group may be walking down. Octa had an unsettling talk with Cassius about how she's different. And the crew of the Windgrace was sent for so Yarkris could have the support of his fiance as he struggled with the demons of his past. I wouldn't read too much into that different thing. I think that was fun. Octa is not safe from trauma either. <laughs> <laughs> this is an equal trauma opportunity podcast. <laughs> I have quite a few things I need to hit on before I let you all loose into the world to destroy my plans. Oh no. Mm, there's blood everywhere. First and foremost, going to Saleya with her father. You've been sitting with your father, Zeor, for a while. It's been getting late. And as you're having these conversations with your father about everything that's happened since he's been gone, things that have recently happened. You feel a slight warmth coming from the place where you have the brooch pinned to your, your shirt. 
and you pause in your conversation as it kind of starts to emit a a light not bright but not also dull just kind of like a soft essence of light and you now have this feature <laughs> you ha now have the feature of inferno's honor Ooh. once per long rest calling upon your ancestry turns you into a beacon of hope to those around you you emit bright light within 20 feet and dim light for 20 additional feet anyone within 20 feet when you activate this trait gains a spark of inspiration a d8 to any attack or saving throw melee attacks against you trigger 1d8 fire damage now you actually are made of fire look at you i'm a fire bard it takes one action to activate lasts one minute and at the end you have to make a constitution saving throw that's that's awesome though constitution saving so bro for what yeah you know i'm extinguishing so my one question is, can I activate this at the, at the same time as my other transformation? No, you get to okay. use one or the other. Okay, noted. But you can end it at any time to change to another one if you want to. Okay, all but, right. Yeah, Sounds only good. one at a time. Moving over to Charlie and Victor. You've had your conversation for the night, and Charlie has passed out in her bed. You're also getting ready for sleep. And as you go to take off your jacket, you feel an unusual weight in the pocket that you didn't notice was there until you took the jacket off. Check what it is. You reach into the pocket and you find what is becoming very familiar to your group as a sending stone with a note tied to it very prettily with a silk ribbon. And in fancy handwriting says, so we can talk properly. Um, I activate it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't expecting to hear from you so quickly. You had quite a busy night. Yeah, I... Did you find your sister? Yeah, no worries. Hmm. Look, I just have to ask, why my family? Oh, well, I think your uncle made that quite obvious. When he told you and then died... I have things I'm after, Victor, and my offer is still there, if you want to take it. I don't lie. What I offer you, you'll have. But it's no secret anymore. Yes, I'm after Mythcarver. Well, you say you don't lie, and I'm going to go ahead and put that to the test. Here's a question for you. Protect Charlie from who, Thalia? First time you came to me, you said that you could help me protect her. Protect her from who? From anything that might threaten her, of course. Hmm. See, and that's the thing about this. This offer comes with an implicit threat, doesn't it? Of course not. I mean, obviously, if you don't take my offer and we're not partners, and the opposite of partners is enemies. Tell me, Victor, do you think you would like being my enemy? I've had to do a lot of things I don't like. Goodbye, Thalia. Good night, Victor. So, as you... Do whatever you will with the Sending Stone. It's gone back in the pocket for now. Mm -hmm. You hear a soft knock on the door. I will try and go to the door and see who it is. Like, do the crack you, the door. <laughs> you crack the door open and you see Caspius standing in the hallway. Oh, Caspius. <sighs> I know it's late, but a quick word? Uh, sure. And uh, Victor steps out. Actually, had some things I wanted to talk to you about. Of course. Damn, uh, quick question. 
with my passive perception, do I wake up during any of this? Oh, let's see. Uh, Victor, were you trying to be quiet? No, he was not trying to be overly sneaky. He was trying to be polite, you know, like he wasn't talking loudly. He's not trying to keep it a secret. Okay, then with your passive, Charlie, your passive is a 21. I would say yes. Yeah, you... yeah, 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 yeah. Once Victor leaves the room, does he shut the door? No. Okay, noted. So, Cassius, I know it's late. I'll let you get back to sleep. I also want to sleep. Your sister wants to join the Centaurum. I'm sure that my Kalia has something to do with it, but it can't be just that. It says things about her life at home. I've been humoring her. I mean, after all, how do you think I got that letter to Okta? <laughs> oh. But I would never let her join. At least not until things are better. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying, maybe you should talk with her? I will. I, uh... I appreciate you letting me know that. Of course. You wanted to ask me something. Uh, you know what, actually, uh, I think I think it can wait a little bit. Get some rest. Yeah. All right. Come down to the tavern for breakfast in the morning. Now that we have Max back, we can get some real answers. All righty, then. I don't know if you're going... Well, you said you're going to sleep. Have have a good night, Cassius. Yes, I am <laughs> off to bed. Good night, Victor. And he walks down the hall. Victor kind of looks in through the cracked door and just says... I'm assuming you heard that. Are you alright? Yeah. Um, I feel like in some way, and he kind of pulls out the sending stone again without activating it. I feel like in some way we've been given a tool. I just don't quite know how yet. For sure something. I don't even Figure know it out what? This to me. You don't know when? No. It was in my pocket. I mean, based yeah. off of the show of power that she, you guys explained to me, I can only assume that she probably did it when you she was up close and personal. Mm, fair enough. There's too much going on right now. Yes, there is. And she'll like kind of like roll over and pat the bed next to her. He joins. <laughs> Come lie down. I think I think some rest will do you some good. As you go to lay down in the bed, Charlie, your bag, not the bag of holding, your personal bag, it jostles against the movement of the bed and tips over. And out of it, a couple of things fall, because, you know, that's what happens when bags fall over. But something falls out that probably up until now had, with all of the excitement that had happened, completely slipped your mind. And it's the letter that your mother had written you that you took from your home. Mm-hmm. Gonna stuff back in there. No, bad trauma. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> There's been enough trauma today. I like my beer like my trauma. Bottled. <laughs> um, r remind me, has Victor seen my iguana? You're, you're chameleon. chameleon. No. Chameleon. No, <laughs> not, no, not the live one, no. Yeah, all he knows, all he knows is that Thalia told him, I'll give you a show of goodwill. And then snapped her fingers, and then you don't remember. You have no, you were like, okay, that did something somewhere mm. in the world. Um, Okay. So now that things are settling down and they're in bed, Charlie's going to reach into her bag, kind of like carved out everything, I guess, but the letter at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and she's going to pull out her chameleon. He is a sleepy boy. She's going to kind of like have him cupped in her hand and have him covered. She's going to turn to Victor and then she's just going to like pull up the hand covering him 
Victor... Sitting in her hand, Victor, you see a very sleepy looking chameleon that looks familiar that you haven't seen in what 15 years yeah so like emotion flashes over victor's face in pretty quick succession of surprise happiness a flash of deep concern and then back to like still happy we're happy here um well he's back he is and after being with him for a little while i think i know how she did it Really? I think I can do the same thing. Wait, what? It, it's going to take me some time, but I I think I can, I can recreate this. That's amazing, Charlie. Having him here, I can, I, I almost feel like I can, I'm, I can connect with what's, I like, it's, I can feel it. I think it's something we should explore. Not tonight. Yeah, not, not tonight. I should, I just wanted to show you before we go to bed, let you know what's going on with me. While we figure out everything else in the world. The concern is gone. Victor is just genuinely happy and smiling now. Just, yeah, we'll, we'll take it one step at a time. But that's that's incredible. Kind of puts out a hand to pet the chameleon. Does sleepy chameleon noises. I don't know what chameleons sound like. Uh, they're very quiet. <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> there, it looks like a happy, very tired chameleon. Yeah. So, you guys go off to bed very quickly how how late is it it is pretty late we're probably pushing about like midnight one 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 thirty somewhere around there okay okay bookkeeping purposes i'm probably gonna spend about two hours so staying up burning the midnight oil a little bit to read more of my book that is fair you were allowed to do that all right so as you guys drift off to sleep hey Charlie, calm down, Yarkris. <laughs> Charlie, you drift off into a dream. You're someplace cold. You see snow and gray skies. You see a man and a woman. Their features unrecognizable, scattered, smeared, standing with another drow woman who you recognize as Thalia. A pouch changes hands from Thalia to the other woman, and things go hazy, like a memory that you can't quite recall. Things shift in your vision like a silent static. You feel a slightly bigger hand gripping your own, but can't place who it belongs to. Things shift again. You feel a lurch, like a carriage coming to a stop. The sound of a carriage door opening and that hand pulled from yours. You feel a ripping sensation, like someone's pulling a bandage from your very soul. You hear a girl's voice call out, Chris! The vision clears, and you're standing on a long, winding road that seems to have no end and no beginning. And you hear a familiar voice, one that you recognize now as Avandra, the Changebringer. You're learning who you truly are. Don't be afraid of your memories. But she's speaking in a language that you know you normally didn't understand. And for some reason, it's clicking in your head. This entire dream has been in Sylvan. And it's hazy. And you don't quite understand it fully just yet. But something from your past, from pushed down memories, is starting to come back to you. Okta, you also drift off into a sleep, although it is not dreamless like most of your nights usually are. You actually, you can't quite remember the last time you 
dreamt. And yet this time you find yourself, this is a dream, right? Yeah, this is what dreams are. But it's weird because there's not really much in the dream. It's kind of just blackness, but you're standing. And you see Thalia come out of the darkness, like a curtain being parted. And you hear her voice as she starts to walk around you. He's right, you know. You are different. I'm honestly surprised the Raven Queen took you. But we'll see how things turn out. You have been quite the fun experiment, you know. I can help you, Octa, if you feel like that is what your name still is. You carry a power inside of you. I can help you harness it, if you want. Yeah, so definitely still dreaming. This is still a dream. This is a dream. This sucks. Dreaming sucks. I shouldn't dream anymore. Um, Are you saying this out loud? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, Octa is just like this. This is definitely feeling very real. <laughs> of course, it's a dream, but it is still very much a real dream. I'm not different. Oh, but you are, aren't you? Your memories are hazy, aren't they? Like they're not your own. My name is Octa. I'm Octa, and I don't know what you're doing here, but you're not real either. Oh, Octa, I think you'll find that I am very much real. Yeah, I think Octa looks down. Do I do I have anything on me? Am I clothed in any way, or am I just kind of in that weird dream state where I just exist? Yeah, I would say that you're in, you know, your clothes. Obviously, you changed out of your ball gown. Yeah. Yeah, you're just in your clothes. You don't sense that you have your bow or sword. I don't know what you did to me, but I'm still Octa. Hmm. Interesting. I guess we'll find out together, won't we? And with that, you fade out into a dark sleep. Don't like that. That <laughs> don't like that. Um how how is it uh so I fade out of sleep. Am I is it is it still just like the middle of the night? Yeah, you're just you're sleeping. Oh, I, I fade I fade back to sleep. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The dream fades into just more darkness. And with that you all get a long rest. You are now all level 13. No, I have something to do before oh, that. That's right. I'm <laughs> because sorry. Because we were still at the, I was still at the bar. That's right. Yeah. We will go to Yarkris. <laughs> we will go to Yarkris. My apologies. I am now offended. I'm sorry. Game one I, level offended. For the I apologize. Game. I apologize. We will go to Yarkris before we sleep. So gonna run myself back through this part eric had just arrived mm -hmm. threw out my hands and he he ran to you like yep and i told spin. him we need to talk well i grab him by the hand i go up to the bar i need something strong barkeep slaps a bottle on the table i take the bottle and i go take eric up to the room okay when we get into the room i take the top off the top plate nothing else and i tell him there's somebody in this place right now that put the scar that you hate on my back. Yarkris, I don't hate anything about you. I just wish you didn't have to endure it. But he's here? Yes, he's here. Did you do anything to him? I wanted to so bad. I wanted to crush his skull in between my hands and feel his brains drip through them. But you, you didn't. No. He takes your face with both of his hands and touches your foreheads together. 
It's because you're better than him. I need you to do something for me. This is going to be hard for both of us. Yeah, Chris, anything. I need you to get that man's mark off my back. How do you want me to do that? You may have to cut it off. Yarkris, there are other ways. Are there? There have to be. I lived in a convent with former clerics. I begged them to get rid of it. They couldn't. I've lived all of my life with this mark of evil on my back, and I no longer want it there. I'm starting anew with you. Yarkris, I, I know and I understand what this means to you. But that mark on your back isn't who you are. Just if you give it a little bit more time, I'll look I'll look into it. I'll see if there's something we can do that's not mutilating your skin anymore. I don't want to be the reason of any pain of yours. But we'll figure it out. I'd rather it be you. I know. Just I don't have really many magical capabilities. Oh, you don't have to worry about the magic part. I've got the healing down. Yarkris, I, I'm not going to cut you. I grab a hold of him by the waist. And I hold him. He holds you back, kisses your forehead. We'll fix it. We'll fix it without causing any damage. I hope you're right. God, I hope you're right. And I say Yarkris goes to bed with air. God damn. God damn. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you made me do that with no preparation oh, is that what you were talking to fucking geek about no nope. oh god no there's more that was just straight acting on both of us good job <laughs> oh man holy shit okay where am I at in my notes oh god so with that everybody goes to sleep and um you wake up level 13 yay (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome and there was emotional damage for all emotional damage i mean that got off easy and that's because he's not here oh god it's fine he's gonna have to listen to this i put my drink down so the morning comes (laughs) <laughs> you all wake up victor you were told to go meet to bring everybody down for breakfast at the tavern yeah i i, I do that <laughs> you you we do that okay yeah. yeah that's i feel like that's an acceptable reaction to what just happened yeah <laughs> it's way too early to take a break <laughs> okay <sighs> okay we're bringing I mean, it in. We could do two short breaks. Nope, nope. We're bringing it in. We're bringing okay, it in. Okay, we're okay. bringing it in. Yeah. I am proud of myself. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. So you guys make it down. You go down to the tavern in the morning. All of you, plus Zayor and Jacob and Katarina and Kalia and Julia are also down there. Julia still looks kind of flustered that, you know, she was caught and like, oh, well. Now I have to go home. I go over to sit next to Julia. Okay. Oh, um, good morning. Good morning. Sleep well? Mm Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Yarkus is going to take a seat next to Cassius. Is it safe to say I know my sister well enough to know that she's like, oh no, big brother Victor is going to lecture me or something? 
yeah she's definitely like even though you told her last night you're not you wouldn't make her go home if she didn't want to and like you're you seem cool with it she still has that in the back of her mind like i'm in so much fucking trouble and she's still anxious about the whole situation julia i meant what i said last night you don't have to worry about mom and dad you don't have to worry about going home yeah but what are you gonna tell them i'm gonna tell them and he puts a hand on her shoulder and just kind of gives a smile not like not a he gives a wry smile i'm going to tell them let ateus and i be the last victims of their mistakes you deserve your own life i just hope that the mistakes that i've made i hope that even with that you would still want me to be a part of it i mean yeah i was mad at you for you know i always heard dad replying to you and then like i never heard from you but it's pretty fucked up yeah but i mean i I can't because i'm you're gonna be leaving again soon i'm sure i can't probably can't leave mom and dad alone why because the estate would burn to the ground and julia mom and dad and uncle jacob over there are the reason why it's in danger of burning to the ground i just want to make sure that you get out before that happens wait why is uncle jacob here oh um you can blame me for that mm, kind of (laughs) well you remember it's a long how story, I, isn't it? You remember how I thought he had something to do with what happened to Ateus? Yeah. Victor just nods. Oh, gods. Yeah, and look, I'm. You, you said I'm going to be leaving soon, and you're right, but it's so that we can go fix what Mom and Dad and Jacob... Well, you don't know. Mom and Dad didn't know, but it's only because Dad was too blind to what was happening because... Well, you want to trust family. I don't fault him too hardly for that. But we're leaving to go clean this up. You, it hurts to say, you don't owe them anything more than what you freely give. If you want to go off on your own, I will do everything I can to make sure that you can do that without being pursued and safely. If you don't, then I want you to make that decision thinking about what's best for you, not anyone else. Yeah, um, she kind of, like, looks from you to Kalia, and Kalia kind of, like, reaches across the table and takes her hand. I don't, what do you think mom and dad will think about, you know, and she kind of, like, does a little nod thing towards Kalia. Um, I don't know, but I can be, and he kind of smiles, just, I can be pretty persuasive. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We're all here, too, right? Yeah, you're all there. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm assuming Charlie's on the other side of Victor. If that's where you wanted to be. I'm sure she's sitting next to him. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she's listening in. So she's going to lean over and she's going to like put her hand that has his Victor's ring in front of them. And she's going to let the skin cone color fall from her arm alone and show her natural color. And she'll kind of wink at the sister. Julia? Yeah, Julia. Look, your parents are going to have to get over it, aren't they? And then she'll let her skin turn back to normal. You can... T- what is that? Talk about it sometime when we're not in mixed company. Okay. Victor would like to show off the weird thing he can do, but he's sitting at a row table, and that's not a good idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also should not show off my powers in a crowded room. Yeah, uh, I... <clears throat> 
it should totally be fine if I did. Genuinely, I was just trying to like yeah. Yeah, yeah. tell her no, not yeah. to worry. Like, we got this. We'll figure it out together. Oh yeah, like Victor's was the whole thing of like trying to show the fallen aspect and just be like, who gives a fuck what they think? Like I just said, we mm -hmm. can talk about this yeah. more not in mixed company sometime. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go home, but I'm gonna go home as me and see how it turns out. I think that's a good idea. And um I know I said this before, but it bears repeating. When I do leave again, you will hear from me. Often, I promise. He just leans over and wraps you in a big hug. Returns the hug for sure. <laughs> As that's wrapping up, you guys see Cassius and Marina and Ulrich and Maxwell coming down from the stairs from the upper rooms. And they're like, all right, looks like everyone is here. So, we're waiting on one more person to get home, but Yarkris? Mm. And he holds up a thing of papers. Oh boy. I think I have something you're going to want to read. You might want to... Well, good, you're sitting down. You're probably going to want to stay oh, sitting down. Boy. <sighs> and he comes over to you. Let's just get the hard part out of the way, shall we? Manage to dig up some papers a cute choice of words uh-huh yes quick question mm. just curious how old were you when you were taken do you remember i do not any idea at all very young are we thinking like barely a hatchling all right uh so are they alive or dead listen look I don't know, but I did find this. And he goes and he puts this on the table in front of you. It is an inventory sheet, or at least that's what it says at the top, with four columns. Race, sex, age, a sold to column. And Cassius says, so honestly, there are several dragonborn on here. So, I mean, but if you were seven, then that's fine. You were that one and you don't have a sibling, sister. But I'm just saying that there were multiple dragonborns taken. I have a sister. If that is the dragonborn that you were, it's a possibility. And from the looks of it, and he taps the words that are in the soul two column next to where it says dragonborn, female, ten, house, bane ray. That is not exactly good news. That is the head house in the drow city of Menzo Baron's End. So, chances are, if she's anything like you, stubborn, hard-headed, willful, two outcomes. Worst case, she's dead. Best outcome, they broke her, she's still alive, but she's a slave. The thing about Menzo Berenzan is, once you're in there, it's really hard to get out. <sighs> I have a sister. A possibility and... of having a sister, yes. Yeah. Possibility, still possibilities, Cassius. I believe that's the first time I've actually used your name. Hmm, interesting. Now, I have a proposition. All right. Zentarum has a negative condemnation towards it. Right, as you want us to go clean up a mess in another city. Indeed. What if you were to stage a coup? I'm listening. I have a perfect fall guy for you. Matter of fact, you have him locked in a room under guard. Hang on, did you just say coop? Yeah. That's a unicorn. 
<laughs> Fuck both of you. <laughs> I wasn't going to say something until Aaron did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. His... We have, you already have the perfect fall guy. Yeah, he's he a noble. To... He's sketchy. Yeah, and on top of that, if you turn him over and say the Zentarum are done, you could go under a new moniker. Maybe one I pick out, the unkindness. That no longer has that negative condemnation about it, to where you could go about doing things that the Zentarum wouldn't be caught doing. You know, nice things for once. Listen, that is a good conversation to have. I'm not quite sure if the organization is quite ready to take that step just yet. We need to clean up our dead ends, as it as, as it be. were. Yes. Well, you know, staging that coop would uh really <laughs> help clean up some dead ends. You've already done it once. It's a conversation to have, yes, but I'm not the one in charge here. You act like it. Why don't you be it? Because I'm pretty high up, but I have respect for the voice. Victor's ears prick. Um, <laughs> so the voice is in charge. The voice has always been in charge. I, my apologies, I wasn't intimately aware of your internal power structure. Is the voice still who I think it is? No, Octa, the voice is not who you still think it is. And as that is happening... From the stairway that leads up to, like, the false tavern entrance, you hear these heavy footfalls. Char er, Victor leans over to Charlie. I may have ignored someone I shouldn't have or kept them waiting. Wow. Yeah, how many, Joey, how many days has it been since the voice wanted to talk to me? When did that happen? Like, when we first started talking to Caspius. Oh, we'll get to it. Don't worry. <laughs> You guys have only been in town for like three days. Okay, yeah, two or three enough. days. Fair enough. This will be like your fourth Still. day. This will be your fourth day. And you see, along with, he has several other people with him. Obviously, his little entourage. You see this man, heavily built. Think like a biker build. Bald head, but kind of like kind yet fierce eyes. Eyes that say he's not scared to get a job done by any means necessary. And you see this man come down. Cassius, you have all of our guests gathered for me. Good. Don't have to worry about wasting time gathering them. Welcome to, well, I'm assuming Cassius has already welcomed you warmly. My name is Travis. I'm the voice. It's Joey, the DM here. You know the drill by now. Popping in for a couple of quick announcements. As I'm sure you're all very well aware, Return of the Red Wizards is on a bit of, well, not a hiatus, but things are very busy this year in our personal lives due to certain events. So we can't really play Return of the Red Wizards as regularly as we would really like. So instead, we decided to pick up a new campaign to play on the off weeks when Alex, Abby, and Boats aren't available to play on Friday night. This new campaign is being run by Havoc. He's very new to DMing, so be nice and go ahead and give us a listen. Also, I'm sure that you noticed that this episode is actually quite shorter than our other previous episodes. That is because we have made the decision to start splitting our episodes into two parts. This is going to make it not only easier for us to edit and get out faster and on time, but hopefully easier for you all to consume. I know that 
a two-hour-long podcast episode can be a little daunting. Other than that, I don't think I have anything else for you this time. I'll go ahead and let you get back to the episode. Enjoy! Cassius, Cassius stands up and he goes, how was your trip to Darkhold? And he's like, words escaping me. Shit. Fuck, what was I going to say? And I was still just was... saying, damn you woman, yeah. how dare you use my own magics. <laughs> it was good. We accomplished exactly what we set out to do, as we always do. Ah, Maxwell, it's good to see you back. Max is like, yeah, uh, we have lots to discuss. Lots to discuss. And Travis finishes walking down the stairs with his entourage, who he waves off, and they go off on their own. They look very tired. Travis comes over, sits down next to Cassius. They kind of do, like, this weird, like, fist bump thing. And he goes, these were the ones you were telling me about, correct? Cassius is like, yeah, they're the ones. Ah, a veterinary and a demir. Interesting. So, Carla's gonna send a message to Victor. This guy gives me the willy. Message back, yeah, me too. Cool. Continue. <clears throat> so, Charlie Victor, will just put on her charming smile. Of course. So, Cassius tells me that you have shown an interest in aiding our ambition. Yes, sir. Oh, please. Just Travis. It's fine. All right. Um, yes, I believe that. Not to go back to an old cliche, given most often an ill faith, but I do genuinely believe that we can help each other. I Indeed. think we have mutually mutual interests. Of course. Jarkus is just staring at that paper. We want the Red Wizards wiped off the face of the earth. Actually, I did have a question about that. Of course. Is Thalia a Red Wizard? She is. Do you have a method of she... contacting her, or are you interested in one? No. <laughs> 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 he he leans back in this chair and it creaks with his weight. You have a means of contacting Thalia Moonspire second hand to Saztam of the Red Wizards. Uh, Victor pulls the sending stone from his pocket and holds it up and says, a direct line even. She was so kind enough to provide it. Yeah, Interesting. right before she tried, well, did blow up the castle. With us in it, by the way. Believe me, I have no goodwill towards that bitch. Yeah, I saw that this morning. The wreckage. Oh. Yeah, it was cool. Glad it's not on my tab. I jumped off a balcony. <laughs> and when you say that, Celia, Victor looks at you and just goes, me too. <laughs> I believe if we want the same things and we believe we can work together, why don't we work together? Sounds wonderful. All right. I pipe up. You know... As I said to Caspius, this organization really needs a name change. We'll work on that when the time comes. PR overhaul. These things take time. They're not to be rushed. Well, proper planning and all that, yeah. So, it's my understanding that Cassius has told you about our little Zerith problem. He has. How do you feel about helping us with that? I am currently for it. Um, as long as my companions don't have any strong objections, I think that can be done. Fantastic. I want it to be known 
secretly Charlie's like, yeah, we're totally going to go do this. But also selfishly like, mother trucker, we're never going to go to the forest. <laughs> I, I also have business to take care of while we're here before we go anywhere, if you don't mind. Of course. A few more things that we can touch on really quick. Cassius. And Cassius steps up. I have an old friend of mine that I met down in Schult. His name is Zhang Shi. He is an ex-Red Wizard. And if I know Zhang Shi, he either doesn't know about the new uprising of the Red Wizards, or he does and he's just trying to stay out of it. Both options are unacceptable. He is located the southern edge of the Sword Mountains, just north of here. He could have some information that might be useful to you. I'll try to get a hold of him as well, but he can be a stubborn one. If you get a chance, I'm sure you go up there and talk to him. But keep in mind, that's not a quest. Not, I'm not asking you to go get him. Just saying it's an option. Then Travis speaks up again. Cassius, did you get what I asked you to bring up here? Because I had a feeling that this is how this was going to go. Because why wouldn't it? And Cassius says, sure did. All right. You can fetch the items then. And he and Ulrich go over behind the bar and they pull out these like wrapped satchels. And Travis says, so if we're going to be allies, I don't need you dying. That's not an option in our line of work. So consider these, consider these alone. And they hand one of these bundles, the smaller bundle to you, Victor, and the bigger bundle to you, Yarkris. Oh. Consider it a welcoming gift, but if you do find better, I would like to have them back. Absolutely. The fuck did and you give me? I don't know. You want to open your bundles? Yeah, Victor waits the like polite amount of time and then looks in the bundle. Charlie um, will send a message. Um, before you touch that, can I please detect oh, sure. or identify it? Sure. And he kind of like nods. Yeah. So I will cast identify as a. She'll smile and be like, no offense. And then, because oh. she's not being subtle about it. Oh, no. None taken, Miss Demir. Uh, and she will cast identify on it. Yeah, we actually had this weird situation with armor on Evermeet that I'd never seen before, so. Interesting. We'll come back to that. I want to yeah. hear about that. It's not magical, Charlie. Okay, well, before I cast identify, I would know that, right? With detect magic, which is an incitation. No, they're both. Never mind. Forget it. Just identify. Yeah, it's not magical. But what you do see when you open this bundle, Victor, is you see an elven chain shirt. Yes! <laughs> yes! Victor puts it on. That <laughs> <laughs> was a kingly gift! Oh yeah, he, he does a straight-up bow flourish. Thank you. This, um... Yeah, it's I think made of mithril! And you have a dagger that glows when goblins are near. <laughs> I open mine. You open yours, and you find this very shiny set of armor. Mm. You find a mm. set of mithril plate armor. Oh. Oh. Crap. Hot damn. Hot. Oh. Keep in mind, if it ever comes to it, I would like to have them back. Absolutely. But they're yours to use. To get whatever mission you need to get done, done. Successfully, of course. We'll definitely aim for the successful part. And I can fucking Artemis. What? 
I keep I keep forgetting about yeah. Artemis being like a thing. Yeah. And I feel like he was sleeping like up in the raft or somewhere in the <laughs> Queen's Ransom. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, he's woken up and he sees the shiny armor and he comes flying down and like lands on Yarkris's head because he's the shiniest. <laughs> of course I'm the shiniest. Artemis and he... gifted adamantine claws. <laughs> <laughs> And no, no more disadvantages. <laughs> no more oh, disadvantage. No. Yeah, now it's just a straight roll on the d20. Yeah, that's... that's. I don't know if that's good or it's not. It's better. <laughs> you can't roll a 20, then a 3, so... So, after the gifts are given, Maxwell steps forward. He goes, alright, well now that that's all done and said, there is the topic of your uncle. And Jacob's just kind of been trying to keep a low profile at this point. He just kind of like, eh, hi. Oh, yeah. Uh, Uncle Jacob, won't you please come here? Mm-hmm. Indeed. And Cassius speaks up. So Max has acute magical capabilities. He is an ingenious, ingenious man. And Max was like, oh, please keep going. <laughs> uh, so if, you know, I'm not going to give Jacob the choice but victor if you wouldn't mind i would like to cast something on your uncle oh may I ask what it is and jacob's like jacob's like um i don't have a say no may I ask what it is <laughs> a spell of my own creation oh it's quite ingenious really it's very helpful especially oh. for when we need a little bit more detail than what somebody's giving us and what caspius can extract color me intrigued doesn't that sound a lot more pleasant than what caspius would do to extract things from you uncle jacob i think you should give it a try you see jacob like swallow hard oh come on now i'm just having a joke yeah. you died last night whatever I... he's planning on doing can't possibly be that bad i did indeed die last night you're welcome all right idea. so maxwell oh, yeah. kind of comes Chris, over by the way you owe us 300 gp <laughs> I don't think you thanked your Chris. Yeah, I thank you very much for bringing me back. I don't deserve it. I'll let that for, I'll leave that for him to decide whether you deserve it or not. So Maxwell comes and claps a hand on Jacob's shoulder and pushes him down into a chair. Now, I suggest you just let it happen and don't try to resist or alter just anything. to clarify is this going to kill him or maim or undo harm just oh no no okay. it doesn't hurt no. okay just wanted to clear on that no much <laughs> much so just just let it happen jacob and he pulls out this like gem and he touches it to jacob's forehead and you all watch as this silvery bluish gray light seems to project its way out of Jacob's head. And you see this light start to take form. And you see, Victor, what you recognize as your uncle's study in his house. But you see him standing. You see Jacob standing there. Well, you don't see Jacob standing there because you're going to see it from his perspective. But you see he's standing behind his desk and you see Thalia standing in the room with him, kind of like nonchalantly looking through shelves. And you hear your uncle say, who are you and how did you get in here? And you hear Thalia say, oh, 
who I am is somewhat important. My name is Thalia, and how I got in here is really none of your concern. You should be more interested as to why I'm here. And you see the vision kind of like shift a bit as Jacob kind of starts to like move towards the door. And Thalia's like, oh, please don't think you can run. Honestly, what I need from you is minuscule in the grand scheme of things. I just need your capabilities of finding items. And Jacob, like, are you here to kill me or hurt my family? And she goes, well, I think honestly, that's entirely up to you. I know that you care for your family quite a bit, both your wife and daughters, and of course, your brother and his family, of course. Look, it's really simple, honestly. And she starts to walk towards him. You're going to work for me, and you're going to do what I say, and you're going to find me what I want to be found. Simple as that. And he starts to back away from her. You can do it willingly, or we could do it the hard way. It really doesn't matter. I can use you, or I could use oh say Ateus. he seems like a perfectly capable young man and jacob leave my nephews alone what do you want i know that your family lost an artifact a couple of years ago the myth carver i want you to find it no you are going to find it for me along with maybe a few other things while you're at it and if you do as you're told you get to keep breathing and so does your family so tell me, do we have a deal, Jacob? And with immense hesitation, you see Jacob put his hand into Thalia's outstretched one, and the mist seems to fade away. Hmm. That's kind of what I figured it was, Cass. And Cassius looks up. It's kind of what I gathered, too. Victor, honestly, I mean, as I'm sure you're aware of, he's done some pretty shitty things. But I think, honestly, your uncle is an innocent player in this fucked up game that Thalia has us all playing by force. I think what he did, he did out of self-preservation. And Maxwell speaks up. From what I could guess at the very end of that, looks like a Gios spell. So not only was Thalia threatening your family, she was holding Jacob's life in her hands. If he died, there would be no reason for her not to go after someone else in your family. I understand what you're saying. And believe me, I... I, not too long ago, would have still wanted him dead. I don't, because, and he looks at Jacob with pity. What I see here, not a villain, but I do see a coward. Jacob nods his head. That's, that is fair. That's what I am. Jacob, regardless of the reason why you did what you did, you still did it. I, it there has to be some atonement for it, but I don't know what that looks like right now. But your life is yours for the time being. And I don't plan to take your life. That's not what I mean. Go back to your family. I'll figure out how to handle this later. He stands up. But. Yes. If you leave the city, I'll find you. Now go. Victor, and Jacob, this. for fuck's sake, if Thela comes to you again, find a way to send us a message that says, like, pineapple or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, three months from now, what we get? Pineapple, uh, pineapple, 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 pineapple. pineapple. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, um, like what? Right, right, right. Runs off. I will try my best. I yeah. Jacob, there's no try. There's only do. Sure. I am serious though. Don't leave the city, Victor. I'm not gonna leave the city. Whatever you think I deserve, I'll take. All right, go on home. I'm sure your family misses you. I just. 
I want you to stay safe. It's all I ever wanted. I know. And uh, he kind of fidgets with the uh, the bottom hem of the chain shirt. I'd say this is a good first step. And he turns and goes up the oh, stairs. Oh, Jacob, and I'm sorry. Oh. One more thing. I'm... Oh, yeah. You didn't see Julia here. No. All right. I'm gonna follow Jacob upstairs. Can I talk to you for a minute before you leave? Of course. I'll, I'll let you wrap up with them first and do that as an aside if you want. Oh yeah, he said yeah. leave. Like after that, the yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if you had anything leaving. else you wanted to say with anyone else. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, once I get him alone, uh, I'm just to assume you know basically anyone and anything that goes on here in the city. Is that about right? Just about. I was told I might be able to find someone here. Perhaps you could tell me her whereabouts. Um, I could try. I'm looking for a woman named Sarah Dinthir. She's a sorceress like myself. You see his eyes kind of like widen a little bit, like out of surprise at hearing the name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you want with her? Personal matters. Quite frankly, I think you owe us. Well, I, I'm i not sure where she is. No one in town is really sure where she is, especially after what happened. What happened? Why? Why are you looking for her? I need to talk to her. Well, and you keep in mind, rumors among the elite are harsh and often blown out of proportion sweetheart i'm a princess i know all about royal gossip how old are you again princess 23 don't know what business that is oh well about 23 years ago sarah denthier the rumor was that a high-ranking nobleman from evermeet came into town they had a tryst it wasn't long before the entire town well, at least the upper parts of the city, knew about her pregnancy. You don't say. Her family disowned her, tossed her out with nothing. Rumor has it people saw her at the Lust of the Dragon. No one knows what happened to the baby. And he kind of, like, looks you up and down at that. She's got a big shitty <laughs> grin on her face. <laughs> Good place to start. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, princess. You will not speak of this to anyone. Old rumors don't resurface easily. Good. Pity if I had to do what Victor didn't. And with that, have a good day, princess. And he, have a good like, one. Leaves. Bye. <laughs> so, back with our group, Travis Cassius and Maxwell. Question, is one king there? Yeah, Yeah. What, one, one real quick. Oh, yeah. Zayar is there. Well, oh, that's yeah. why I pulled the guy aside on yeah. my own. No, yeah. I need to message him. What, one real quick thing. Do I... Do I recognize Travis? Like, did he hold a position while I was around? He did. He did. He was under the voice. He was a lieutenant, and he was a favored of the voice. Turns out probably not so favored by the old voice anymore, seeing <laughs> as how he's the new one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inspirational Crits. My name is Joey, and I'm the DM. Our players include Abby as Charlie, Aaron as Salea, Havoc as Yarkris, Alex as Trayvok, Geek as Victor, and Zach as Okta. We'll catch you in the next one. Remember, stay weird.
god, it's fine. He's gonna have to listen to this. I Jesus put my Christ. drink down. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You made him put his drink down. I started making popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that man. was good. Pocket dog. I'm really <laughs> happy my popcorn's not done before the scene's over. Oh, God. Okay. 